Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Land Sharks. Um I am your DM and crush. I'm Jelly Blue Letter, the Pixie Jewel. And I'm Grima. Just Grima. Last time we played, if I'm remembering correctly, our heroes finally got to Druid Ella's home, the Pixie Woods, or whatever you call it, and they're on their way to meet her family and go with her father, who is the head Druid of their Pixie Village, to the Druid Conference. How's everybody doing? Great. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna have to struggle a bit to get back into Grima's voice. Okay. It's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was recorded in like eight years. Being sick is a butt. Of flu, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So what's everybody doing? Uh, Grima's standing around. He's trying to figure out what's the next course of action because he's in Druidella's homeland, so he's just gonna let Druidella handle her business. Druidella's talking to her twin brother. Okay, her twin brother. Judel. Judon. Judon. She doesn't even father. know her own Judon. Judon is like, hey, Judella, how you doing? Hey, Judon, how you doing? I'm doing fine. That's great. I heard you went on a, like an adventure. It was really exciting. I, myself, stayed here and studied. Oh, what did you learn this time? Well... I learned how to make plants for each other. Ooh! Show me! <laughs> Grima just like looks and he's all like, oh, it makes sense, I guess. And <laughs> Judging like, by Drunella. Reminding that Crush and Grima are like normal size and uh-huh. Drunella is a pixie, so they're just like sitting on the outside looking at the tree. Like, that's interesting. I guess we'll just sleep on the floor. <laughs> I know, because they don't have anything. So he like um takes these two potted plants and puts them next to each other and he like wiggles his fingers he's like Whoa. <laughs> and then the plants start finding each other. And she said, that's cool. And then she just starts talking about her adventures and stuff. Okay. And then her father comes in, his name is Judo. He was not the brother. <laughs> and then her sister, Rosa um Rosella Rosa. and her mother, Clarigana come in. Clarigana is in like this these robes these soft blue robes mm-hmm. um rosella is in like some light armor at the moment yeah because she's the guard when you get there well she's not a guard she's kind of more like a, a fighter person a fighter just a fighter yeah um. she has light armor on because she's been training oh she doesn't even <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> So they come in and they like give Judella a hug saying like who are those two people looking in her window? And then she says, Those are my friends Yeah, she goes to so crush his head and then she grieves. She says point to Judah. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you all too. So we would invite you to come inside, but you're really big. <laughs> <laughs> we could shrink them. Oh yes, we can actually, says um Judella's mom as she rushes out the door. They go shrieking as soon as he thinks he's out. <laughs> and Grima looks at Crush and he's scared. <laughs> Crush is just like, I've been through worse things. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, Wizard Anna walks into the room. <laughs> she has red, bright red robes on. And she's like, who are the people we need to shrink? And she, uh, she's an older pixie. Yeah. I should say that's her grandmother or something. Yeah, she has like a um, dragonfly flying behind her. And then she 
mixes up a potion and gives it to both of you guys. To Grima and Crush. So, Wizard Honor gives you, like, the potion. Do you guys drink it? Sure, yeah. Okay, you drink it and you instantly start to shrink. Your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And you're looking, looking up at the tree and you don't realize how tall it actually was. So now you're at the bottom of the tree and you can just see the faint glow of the house. And Joel is just like, well, I can make you fly now because you don't Grima have to <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. So you fly up to the top? Yeah, Grima just like does it. Does he activates his shoes by doing that little? No, he does that thing like you know for Dorothy. He clicks uh, his heels through ties, and then the wings start flapping, and he's like. What about Crush? Because he can't get he up. He starts flying up. She squints. <laughs> <laughs> you notice he has like rocket things at the bottom of his. Shoes. Oh, that's cool. And other parts of his armor. Ah. Uh. So something kind of like Iron Man, only he doesn't have it in his hands. Oh. Interesting. (laughs) Something you never notice because you never ask. (laughs) So they're inside the house. You know, this is a quaint place. Mm -hmm. It's very special because it's Joy Devil's family. (laughs) What are you guys doing? This is just one part of the Pixie Kingdom. Late after afternoon. Uh, So Grima's just sitting there. He's like you know, watching the, for their conversation and not wanting to butt in too much because he doesn't really know these people. And okay. then so he's sitting in a chair just looking around trying to, like, see if he can find anything interesting to mess around with. And Drill is just like, you want some food? <laughs> oh, yes, that'd be wonderful. Oh, Drill, thank you for reminding me. It is almost dinner time. And Claire Ghana spreads her hands and it feeds the fears of people. <laughs> and she's just like, thanks, mom. No problem. <laughs> so Kree was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. it's kind of food and water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sit down sure. at this long table and then some other people fly in mm-hmm. and they just start eating. Yeah. So Kree so is enjoying some of the food. What type of foods do they have there? There's a, a lot of things. They have different types of meat. Uh-huh. But most of it is like, plant-based because uh-huh. they are pixies like if it's meat it's not gonna be like chicken it's just gonna be like some type of small bird uh-huh. or insects uh-huh. yeah. and then but they have like a variety of desserts too yeah a variety of fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables and desserts yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so Jira can't eat any so she eats all her vegetables <laughs> she just sighs her parents are watching her <laughs> like a fuck Said you would love just because you think you can travel outside the house doesn't mean you can't behave. Mello, <laughs> <laughs> listen to your mom. <laughs> she drowns. So Green was there, and then he takes some. He looks at the bug, and then just like reaches over it really like delicately to get some of the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like one of those bugs on the stick that are like caramelized and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie just eats one. Yeah. Yeah. shutters. <laughs> it's a spider. <laughs> eating anything. <laughs> so he's just eating the food that does not look weird to him. And he's like, usually when I eat bugs, I have to eat a whole lot of them to feel full. Grima wants to scream, but instead he will just sit there and nod like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so after dinner's over, everybody kind of like falls out and then some um, Junella's mom spreads her hands again. Mm-hmm. And all of the mess disappears. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's a very nifty trick. I know my mom would love to have it. Yeah, it is. It is. And you see, like, it's starting to get darker outside. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. you notice that 
you're inside of a tree and you mm-hmm. can, like look out of one of the windows the other trees mm-hmm. have pixie homes inside of them mm-hmm. but there's also like floating like plots of land oh okay. and the society is based mostly on flying to where you have mm-hmm. to go unless you have a condition <laughs> which you have something fly you to there uh-huh. like some pixies can fly no, they all have wings. No, I know. I know. You happen to get your wings ripped off that week, and you're, and you're waiting for them to grow back. Yeah, because they their wings can grow back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, Juanella, mm-hmm. what types of things do you have in this society? Do you have like stores or anything? Yeah. Interesting. Do you have like where where do you know where the Druid conference is gonna be? No, it changes every year. Oh, or every. So years. I forget. I feel like you told me that, but <laughs> I vaguely don't remember. Do you have any place to sleep as crush? Yeah. It's called her bedroom. Can I don't think he was asking me? about you. I think he was asking for himself. Yeah, we have guest rooms. Oh, okay. okay. Can you show thinking. me where it is? She goes and gives them each a separate room. Very nice. Okay, okay. crush goes and he goes to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, he just like pops on the bed. He doesn't even change his clothes. Grima goes in the room and then he gets undressed to put on his night robes. And then while he takes off his robes, because this is like would really be the first time that he really takes off his robe. So he took Mm -hmm. off his robe and then so it's just kind of like he doesn't expect it, but it like stands up by itself and it's just like milling about and he's just like kind of sitting on his bed like. Okay. And okay. Then, <laughs> in his room, it has one of those things that the people are putting on makeup have with the little lights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. He also has like a nice view of the forest. So he sits. He sits on the window. They have and, no like, windows, but they have open holes. Okay, but oh, he sits on the open hole <laughs> and like wistfully looks out, like. <laughs> and no. So um, then he just sets his boots aside and then he just starts. You know. Okay. So you all go to sleep and the day passes or the night passes uneventfully mm-hmm. and you wake up in the crack of dawn because it's not the sun but there's a bird like a tiny or well, actually a tiny insect that sits on each pixie's window mm-hmm. every morning and it's like <laughs> kind of like a cicada and uh, you wake up. It's their it's alarm. Really yeah. <laughs> So Grima jumps up in his bed. He's like, oh! You just see it on his eye. It's like, and it turns his head to you and sees that you're awake and it flies off to go to somebody else's room. Grima just stares out the window. He's like, I'm so glad that didn't come in the room. And then, uh, uh, Ella stumbles down the steps. And she's just like, time to eat food! (laughs) (laughs) So, my Drew is waking her mom up. Um, so by jumping by, on their bed. Yeah, another cleric called Cleric L comes and he like sighs. Sees Drunella's like up early. And he's like, <sighs> I guess, like, and then food is on the table. <laughs> and he walks away. And says Drunella, you don't have to be up so early every morning. He says, but the bug will be up. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to come to the kitchen. You didn't even bathe. <laughs> you just like I bathe after I eat my food. <laughs> I'm messy! <laughs> he sighs and he like walks out. She's the only one in the dining hall. Because she's the only one. She just eats all the sweets. <laughs> she doesn't even eat the food. No, 
was like, like donuts and stuff. But there's like sausages and eggs and you just enclose it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Drew and Ella is going to have high blood pressure. I know. So, <laughs> that's another reason why she's super hyper. Grima decides to take a bath so because sweet. he's civilized. Okay. So he takes a bath. And by the time Grima finishes bathing like a normal person, people are filing down towards the dinner table, the dining table, mm-hmm. and they like kind of sit around and eat. It's like a nice chatter mm-hmm. going on. You stay there for an hour, and then the same cleric, cleric elf comes and he like does the spell mm-hmm. and all the stuff is gone. Um, where's Crush? Is he there? No. Oh, he must be still asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Ella runs out to the crush room and kicks open you the door. You notice there's like a, like 12 bugs in the window. So she kicks open the door and then she jumps on top of him and she says, Wake up! And he wakes up. You but missed breakfast. Make a dexterity check. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wow. My dexterity. Um. Oh, she got a seven. Seven plus two. Okay. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Okay, he rolled an 18, so he successfully <laughs> pushed you off the bed, and you, like, go skidding um, to the back of the room, and then knife just fairly comes <laughs> your ear. Excuse and me! Up, and he's like, oh. And he was like, oh. And he goes back to sleep. What? So she picks him up by the foot and drags him out the hallway. Like, fine, fine. I'll get up. Okay. You missed breakfast. She has so much tray of food and stuff. He eats it. Grima stands in a doorway and he watches this unfold and he's just like, it's so strange because usually Drew and Ella is so tiny. But now she's just like a normal person size. <laughs> so he goes to cheese his knife and then he goes to take a shower. And then you guys can, um, you go down to, like, the common room, and mm-hmm. Judo is there. Judo is that. And he was like, I understand from what your mom has been telling me, that not only did you eat all the dessert, <laughs> but that you were interested in going to the Druid conference this year. Yeah! Okay. Well, we're leaving at around 5 o'clock. Okay. So make sure all your things are packed. Okay. She goes and goes back. Her stuff is already packed, let's okay. just say. And she's just like, we can go down to the shops now. Okay. Oh, I actually, Jordan, I have a question. What? If I buy something and then I turn big again, will it still be tiny? Because <laughs> 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 it's made of big It's like, oh, this is such a travesty. But you can enlarge it with like a spell or something. I don't have that type of magic. Crush probably has. Or you can nicely ask the wizard that you met. Yeah, we can ask the wizard to enlarge it. Which is Rana. So you're going to the shops? We can ask my grandmother to enlarge it after we buy it. So you go down to a shop and you see this one called Trinkets and Things. And Mm -hmm. then there's like um, a food shop. Mm -hmm. I stole from that one. What? (laughs) Drew and Ella. (laughs) That's like so sad. But then I gave it back to the lady because I was guilty. I think he was all like... (laughs) (laughs) There's trinkets and things, and then there's like a carpenter, and then like Mm -hmm. somebody who does like... Pottery. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah. So Grima's just, you know, he's not necessarily particularly looking to buy anything because he's kind of low on money. But There's a like, flower shop. But he's just walking around admiring things because he likes sightseeing. Okay. Jurel is dragging her twin. Very flowery. He takes out his sketchbook and does like a couple of sketches for the scenery. Okay. Jurel drags her twin along. Okay. His twin is just flying around. <laughs> See, maybe I can make this plant fight. This plant fight. <laughs> and then somebody stops him and tells him, Chill. I know you're still training, but that's not what a druid is meant to be. It's not meant to be. WWE. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Drew Ella and her twin are acting crazy. And they're very just like. Because she's just walking around looking at shops. Crunch, do you have anything in particular that you want to buy? Mmm. Bread. Not really. You said, Drunella, didn't you just eat breakfast? I, I think know. she has a tapeworm. No, I don't. <laughs> As druids, check that thing often. We don't have to. If we did, we would kill it. That's magic. not very druid. That doesn't sound like a druid. You would just convince it to get out your body. Yeah, that's what I mean by kill it. Because it can't exist outside your body. So we're not going to put it in another animal to make it suffer. Anyway, <laughs> you see somebody pushing a cart of what looks like miniature cabbage. Ooh, like miniature to them, miniature like Brussels sprout. Like it's like it looks like it could be like smaller Brussels sprouts, <laughs> but you don't actually know. Because if you were normal size, you would think it was Brussels sprouts. So they're just pushing a cart. Hey, can I buy some of your cabbages? Yeah, yeah, you can buy some of my cabbages. She has some like a gold coin. Um, you want two cabbages? Sure. Okay. This is um, farm Ella. She's a farmer. Farm Ella. Yeah, farm Ella. She occasionally comes to town to sell her um, cabbages. They're really good. Now you're just holding two pixie cabbages. She starts eating them. Straight. Just straight. Yeah. Okay. She oh, has the other one to her brother. He's like thanks, and he puts it in his bag. <laughs> He's just eating it. He's gonna take it to the house and like cook something with it. Okay. Grima just looks at her. This is straight cabbage. This is the first time I've seen anyone eat an absolute straight cabbage, <laughs> but to each his own, I guess. It tastes like a lettuce. It really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. Drew she it really doesn't. She tastes like she. She tastes like she thinks it tastes like a lettuce. <laughs> so are you guys gonna go in any of the shops? I love the implication or... that she's just eating the full head of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> so are you gonna go in any of the shops or just continue sightseeing? Uh, he heads into the first shop that's there. The pottery shop. Yeah. Okay. Inside, there's twins, and they're sitting. And they're are painting. twins common? Yes. In the sixties. Yeah. Okay. And they're sitting there painting some pottery. Ooh, this seems interesting. And then the other one is like making the pottery. How long does this take you typically? Um, it depends on what we're making and how much we have to make. Welcome to Painters and Sculptors. My name is Painter Ella and this is my brother Sculptor L. <laughs> he's <big. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's all like Nice to meet you, Peter. 
sculpturelle. Yeah, if you're looking to buy something, our parents are in the back. Oh, so this is a family business. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey, Drudella. I've been here like eight years. Yeah, we've been really busy, and you left. <laughs> yeah. So if you go in the back, you see um, you, the shop is actually kind of weird because mm-hmm. it's actually backwards, so you walk in the studio, and mm-hmm. if you go back, it's the actual shop. Mm-hmm. So when you go back, you see two people. Mm-hmm. It's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And, well, a male pixie and a female pixie. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there. One's behind the counter and mm-hmm. one's, like, making sure everything is, like, presenter mm-hmm. stuff. So he's just browsing around looking at the pottery, looking to see if anything's particularly glittery or interesting. Okay, welcome to Painters and Sculptures. How can Hello. I help you today? My name is... Um, sculpt, um, painter on. <laughs> this is my wife, sculptor Ella, sculptor Anna. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Yeah, I'm yeah. just browsing because I'm, I'm kind of here with my friend. What's her last name? Um, Pot. <laughs> hey, Mister, Mister Pot. Two <laughs> names. Hello, Judella. How was your trip? It was fun. I met these two. Yes. So yeah. I was just looking around. So she brought me to her nice home town. Okay, if you're looking for any sparkly pots, you do see some, um, mm-hmm. like a face mm-hmm. and like a coin holder that they just have sparkly paint. It looks mm-hmm. nice. He just looks at it for a while. He's not really looking for anything in particular. He's just wasting time until 5 o'clock when they have to leave. Okay. Well, let's say the day passes pretty uneventfully. You mm-hmm. look at some other shops, you meet some more... Um, pixies with strange names, and then you go back, and Juanetta's like food, 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 and then it comes up, and it's just like, does uh, makes the feast for everybody to go eat lunch, uh-huh. and then it's five o'clock, and you probably rested up a little bit after lunch, made mm-hmm. sure everything was packed, and then mm-hmm. ate some dinner, mm-hmm. and is ready to leave. Juanetta snatched all the sweets and put them in the bag. Juanetta, I really don't think that's good for your health. Yeah, Jurella. She raises both eyebrows as she eats a donut. Put those down. Well, actually, there's no dessert because her parents <laughs> told them not to make any dessert. <laughs> wow, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so there's none. She out. <laughs> her brother's not coming on the um, journey because he has to study okay. with his druid stuff because he keeps on making plants fight. <laughs> and they're just like, that's not what you do. Yeah. So it's just going to be um, the regular trio with her father. Mm-hmm. So Grima's just following them along. He doesn't know where he's going. Okay, they say see you later to everybody. Mm-hmm. You fly out of the main tree. And then Wizardana comes up and she enlarges you again because she gave you a potion and you're like normal size now. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, this is a relief. I never felt so small. It's like weird because mm-hmm. you felt small because you knew you were small. Mm-hmm. But everything was normal size compared to you. And now, Grima doesn't know whether or not he feels sad that he missed it or, like, just indifferent. And now you're normal size and there's a pixie father and just regular pixie. Who's bouncing now in the air. Yeah. And he's like, this way. Okay, so Grima's marching. And you follow him well into the night. You come mm-hmm. to a place to camp and the night passes uneventfully. Cool beans. Okay, so the next morning, I guess they just go ahead and break down camp, eat some breakfast, etc., mm-hmm. etc., and continue on their way. 
This is much better than when we tried to have Druidella as a navigator. I don't think she knows how to read maps. I do. I just forgot. <laughs> that is simple, bitch. Because I forgot I to put the you, key. I don't think you know what you're doing. I don't think you even know how to navigate the woods, Druidella. I do. I mean, like, literally, She's I have to. She's still learning, but when it comes to navigating in the woods, she still needs help. She still needs help. <laughs> no, I know. So she should actually be... Seeing if she can study what her father is doing so next time she won't get lost. Okay. And the day passes, you see like some nice trees, some wildlife. Like the forest is really nice. Mm -hmm. It's not too hot, it's not too cold. The sunlight's not really harsh, and you're just like walking along and you take breaks. Mm -hmm. Anybody doing anything particularly interesting? Nope. No? Okay. And so that day passes, and now it's nighttime. You guys are taking watch, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It is the first... Who has the first watch? What was... Did we decide on the watch order? No. I don't think we did. Oh, we'll just okay. go first. Okay. She's the hyper one, so she'll take some longer time to go to sleep. Okay, your watch passes uneventfully. And Grima will take the next watch. Your watch also passes uneventfully. And next will be Crush. His watch passes uneventfully. And Judah's father's watch passes uneventfully. But while you were sleeping... Like, say this happens during um, Drudella's watch. Mm-hmm. While Yuma's sleeping, he has this dream mm-hmm. where he's, he feels like he's floating. Mm-hmm. And he um, hears, a, like, a male's voice singing a song mm-hmm. that sounds strangely familiar. Dad, is this where you've been all these years? <laughs> Dad, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a woman there who's, um, he just feels like he can see a woman figure who looks like a gnome out of mm-hmm. the corner of his eye. He turns around. Okay, she's there. She's like sewing some embroidery on like an embroidery hoop. And she's humming along to the song. He tries to go to her. Okay, he's there. Are you my mom? And she's like, hello, Grima. You had a nice nap? Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees like um, a tall man come over who's still singing. And then just as he puts his arm around this woman, and you almost look up to see his face, you get to the chin, and Drunella wakes you up. And Drunella's <laughs> all like, no! Like, oh, what happened? I almost found my parents. Go to sleep then. It's my watch. Okay. Maybe I'll have the dream again tomorrow. I don't feel like I'll be able to return to it if I go to sleep now. I'm far too excited. So during uh, like um, Grim is watching and Juanella is sleeping, she also has a weird dream. Mm-hmm. She's in the forest. Mm-hmm. And does she walk around? Yeah. Okay, she's walking around, and then it gradually comes to a clearing, and there's like um, she has an odd feeling, and floating in the middle is an iron cube, and it's just floating, slowly, and slowly. When she gets up, she can feel the wind turn. And there's like some noise going in the background. And what does she do? She goes and she tries to pick up the cube. <laughs> it's a huge cube. She kicks it. Okay, she tries to get close to it, but like the wind is so strong she gets blown back. So she uses thorn whip to like pull it down. Okay. Pull it, down. it disintegrates when it touches the cube. 
frown. She tries to moonbeam it then. She tries to moonbeam it? Mm-hmm. Okay, nothing happens. It's still there. So it's just in the center of the moonbeam? Yeah, it's still spinning. And as she's looking at it, wondering exactly what she can do, she's just staring at it, spinning and spinning and spinning, and then she wakes up in the morning. And it seemed to get closer every time it spun. <laughs> and she's just like, magic is useless. And then she stands up. Okay. And gets metal cubes. This literally the first thing. Is she it said. morning time now? Yes, yeah, morning time. And then the, the, everybody's awake. Let's just say Drew Ella wakes up a little bit later. And she's just like, magic is useless. Is that? It gets metal cubes. And then she does not clear. So, Drew Ella, I take it you had a weird dream too. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. Did anyone else have weird dreams? He goes dream. His huh. crush. I don't dream. What about you, Dad? Oh, are you I, sure everybody dreams? I don't. Do you just not remember your dream? I don't dream. I go to sleep and there's a blank space every night. That's odd. Yeah. Why? It's been like that for a while. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just like ignore the um father um, picks up some rations out of his pouch. He was like, I had a dream. Ooh. What was it about? I had a dream that I was back in first grade and I can't pack my test. And the teacher was like, he failed. And I cried so much. I studied so much. Like, I'm sorry, Miss Teacher Ella. I studied. I did. I promise I studied, but I felt that spelling test. Yeah. Yep. It happens every once in a while. I just relive that dream. See, I, I hate this- school. He says, and me too. <laughs> I had this dream that, that was just like, so I was in the forest and then I walked and I saw a cube and it was spinning and then there was a whole bunch of wind and I tried to fly to it but then I fell on the floor. So then I tried to use thorn whip but then it disintegrated so then I used moonbeam but it was ineffective and then it kept on getting closer to me and I couldn't figure out what to do so I woke up. It was very odd. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. I found some people who I was trying to find for the longest time but I could never see their full face. Maybe they're sending you a message. Maybe. You know, that's actually an idea. Maybe. So you continue walking. Mm -hmm. And as you walk, everything passes quite lovely. Mm -hmm. Nothing in particular. And you're walking and you kind of get like to a clearing in the forest. And you start to break and make camp. And Mm -hmm. people roll me a perception check. Wow. <laughs> well, I got a... 12. A, a 7 12. again. A 7? Yeah, but plus 5. 19? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got 12. Grima, as everybody is setting up camp and getting ready, you notice something peeking, peeking out of the ground. It looks like a small corner. Grima turns to it. Okay. He goes over it. Okay. What is it? It looks like a small corner, like peeking out of the ground. Like he, he starts like trying to like wait. Does he? Dig? <laughs> he starts. He wants to touch it, but he's not sure. So he's just kind of like trying to take a stick and then just like get it up. What are you doing, Drew? Out of the clouds. There's something in the ground. Crash walks over. Okay, so you're all over there looking at this thing in the ground. And mm-hmm. Grima's trying some, to pull it up. Somebody touch it. 
Julia touches. It just feels like wood. <laughs> so she pulls it out. It's really big for her. Okay, so Grima pulls it's, it. No, out. but when she touches it, wouldn't wouldn't it shrink? Not really. It's in the ground. Oh, it's so. like half out of the ground, like this much. So I guess you guys can dig it out. Mm-hmm. And a few minutes later, there's a chest. Ooh, do elephants open? It's locked. Do elephants open? Does she like fly into the lock? No, she cannot. But she can ask the rogue on the Hey, crush, pig yes. lock, please. Okay. So <laughs> oh, you always lock. go head first into everything without thinking. Takes out his lock picking kit and he gets an eighteen, and it opens easily. It's a first level lock, nothing special, and he opens it. What's inside? Well, inside the decaying wooden chest, mm-hmm. it has one silver robe with moonstones, aquamarine, pearls that are blue and white sewn on in like designs. Oh, that's pretty. Very nice. She and has it to green. He he does an arcana check on it. Oh, he has advantage on identifying magic things. Oh, well, that didn't help very much. Ten. <laughs> it's not magical. Okay. And then you have one girl robe, which um, they're all like smallish size, mm-hmm. um, which has onyx, obsidian, and black pearls sewn onto it. Mm-hmm. She throws it at Crush's head. Okay. It's funny because she's just touching it and it shrieks and then she throws it against my shoe. And then you have what seems to be um, samples of cloth. They're like tiny squares you can get at your lands. Mm-hmm. There's one gold square, mm-hmm. one silver square, two pink squares, and one um, and a sheer. Two white sheer squares, one black square, and one black sheer square. Hold on, read that list to me again. <laughs> one gold square, one silver square, two pink sheer squares, two white sheer squares, one black square, and one black sheer square. Okay. And then one solid gold ring with a diamond um, and two sapphire set. She picks it up and puts it on her finger. Okay. <laughs> So it's like one diamond in the middle and two sapphires. Right? She goes to see if it's magical. Okay. Oh, I got like 18. No bonuses. Um, It's not magical. <laughs> okay. What was that? Okay. One sundial with gold. That is gold. And it has rubies and yellow and orange diamonds in the shape of a sun on the surface. She has a turret diet. Okay. And that's also not magical in case you Okay. <laughs> and then one tiny boat crafted from a walnut shell. It's like in there. And everything is kind of like old and dusty. A like boat? Yeah. Like somebody oh, crafted. Oh, so it's like a, a pixie boat? No, somebody crafted a boat out of a walnut, walnut shell. Like they took a walnut and they just started chiseling out of it. Why? It's very old. Very old. <laughs> um... Is it magical? You could check, but I doubt it. She goes to check. <laughs> Can you check? <laughs> I got sick. Uh, uh, fifteen. It's not magical. What? See, 
I doubt anything. But it's, it's hard because it's been there in a uh-huh. while. Um, but if you, like, crush it, it will break. And then tightly wrapped silk is, like, in a ball. Mm-hmm. What and color is it? It's white. She opens it up. She can't. Oh. Why? Because it's, like, all knotted. It's going to take her a while. She just hands it to, like, whoever wants it. And Greenwood just takes it. the boat. Okay. He puts and then all these things 10, in his pouches. 10,000 gold pieces. 10,000? Mm-hmm. Oh! She stuffs it. No, she's going to divide it up. She's I can't divide do it. math. Can somebody do this? I know how to do math. I went to school. <laughs> just <laughs> divide it up, you guys. Uh, there's five people. No, there's four people. Her dad doesn't. There's four people divided by. Four people. There's three of them. (laughs) She can't do math either. Dad. He's not gonna take any of the gold. She's gonna force him to take the gold. They each get about three thousand. Okay, each everybody at three thousand gold pieces. (laughs) One thousand silver pieces. Wait a second. Hold up. Grievous, uh, Grievous, as Grievous looking at um, Druidella divvy up everything, he's all like, should we really be taking these yep. things? They might belong to someone who, who wants cares? to come back. Everything look in here looks like it's been, um, it's old and it's been forgotten a long time. Okay, how many silver pieces? 1,000 silver pieces. So everybody still gets that amount? No. 300. I mean, 3,000. No, because there's only 1,000 gold pieces. I meant silver pieces, right? Mm-hmm. 300. And then there's three platinum pieces, but one is completely cut in half. The other is misshapen. Mm-hmm. And the other one looks like it's been slightly melted. What? In a pouch. Okay, so she takes them out. She looks at the one who's completely cut in half. She squints. And she looks at the one who's misshapen. Mm-hmm. She squints. She looks at the one who's melted, and then she hands it to Grima. She <laughs> takes the one who's misshapen, and she... If you wanted to buy something, you probably couldn't use it. I know. Okay. She she hands it to Crush, and she just keeps the one that's broken in half. Okay. It's like cut clean in half. Yeah, I know. She's she's thinking about... This coin looks like it has an adventure story. So that's all inside of the chest. Oh, there's a spell that would have told us. And Actually, what, what, which one did you give him? The, the melted one. The melted one. The slightly melted one. Okay. Uh, you know, so she gives Crush the one that's cut in half. Okay. She keeps the one that's misshapen. Okay. And the chest is, like, really decayed. Mm-hmm. Parts of it is falling off. Especially since Jordala started flying directly into it <laughs> when she first saw it. And all of us in the chest. Who has the boat? She gave it to her dad. Okay. okay. So he has the boat made out of a walnut shell. So and, um, and the sundial. Okay. Okay. Greenwood sketches a picture of the boat and the sundial in his thing. Because he thinks they're interesting looking. And that's all that's in the chest. She's going this weird. I wonder who left this here. We can have like a chest to carry around. He's picking it up and shrinks. Trudeau, I don't it's think a that's a decaying wise. wooden chest. 
I know. She throws it into the ocean. Do you have a There's no ocean here. <laughs> she throws it into the sky. <laughs> Just leave it, Trudella. Just leave it. Let's you bury it just, back up. Yeah, let's bury it back up. So then they bury it back up. Okay. So somebody had to catch it because she threw it in the sky. So then Grima turns to Trudella's dad. He's all like, do you have any idea what other sorts of people come through here? You might love this. Well, all sorts of travelers come through these woods. It could be anybody. This is so strange. Strange things happen every day. So I guess they could see you on their way. Okay. Green was like looking at the squares of cloth that he put in his pouch, and he takes them out again one by one to like look at some of the things that he could do with them. It looks like some uh, very fine cloth. Like, oh yes indeed. I wonder if this gold would work well with that holographic cloth I made. Can you make me some shoes? We'll see, Jodella. I don't think this is necessarily enough cloth for that, but we'll try. No, nah, no, my my feet are tiny. They're squares. Yes, Jodella. When you touch the <laughs> shoe I make, it will shrink. But I need enough cloth to make shoes to start out with at a normal size. Maybe the bundle of silk might work. Sure. It's starting to get dark. <laughs> okay. Should we set up camp? Sure. Okay, so we set up camp. She digs a hole in the ground. Okay. She's so weird. You start to hear rustling and noise. Uh-uh. Oh, no. <laughs> she, just out of, she just out of the hole. And then she just, like, goes to her dad. Okay. What are you guys doing? He was in his sleeping bag, and he's, like, has it up over his eyes. <laughs> okay. The rustling is getting closer. He like peeks one eye out from the top. Okay, you don't see anything. It's like fairly dark out. You haven't even lit the fire yet because people are trying to like, I guess, be stealthy. Mm-hmm. And then you you're like, <laughs> noise. And Grima, it comes out and it's closer. Grima like squints so hard that he activates his new blind sight ability. <laughs> Okay, you see a nasty looking bug like creature. It's a bug! <laughs> it's a bug! And it like turns towards you. And it's like, I knew I smelled fake. <laughs> she said, Joella, what is that? And it starts to attack you guys. Oh no! Joella's just like, produce play, man! Joella, okay, what so is I that? Need everyone to roll you think I know? Well, it rolled right off of my paper. It went from a 16 to a 1. I got a 16. He has... You stole my roll. He has, <laughs> he has a 3. Wow. Which makes sense, because he does not want to get entangled up with this bug. You know, everybody's just going to be hiding in the back. Because <laughs> they're all magic users. They're no, not any heavy hitters. Okay, so what did you guys get again? 3. Okay. A 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Let me roll for Crush. He got like 105. No, Crush actually rolled 8. And. Juvenile goes first, of course. Her, her dad, which is going to be DD. He rolled an 11. I don't have his stats. Uh, let's see. 
So this thing actually goes first. Ew. That's so Ew. Okay, so this bug-like creature looks at you guys mm-hmm. and is looking. <laughs> is looking and it looks straight at Drudella and her father because it's like, I hate Faye. <laughs> what is his problem? <laughs> Is going to teleport directly in front of Druidella. Yeah. Ew! <laughs> Tiny. And swipe at you with your claws. With your claws. <laughs> okay. And that is a string. Wait, you pass me. So it gets an 18. Does that hit you? Uh, yeah, it does. Okay, so it's... (laughs) It swipes at you and nasty, it says. (laughs) And you take, um... You take nine points of damage. Okay. So I have ten hit points. Okay. Make sure you keep track of your original points. Yeah. And that it's is its turn. Okay, so this is Drew Ellis' turn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait a second. How far away is it? Well, how far is Grimo from um, Drew and Ella? He was just in his sleeping bag, so I don't know okay. where Drew and Ella was relative where to Where is Drew and Ella? How far away is she from Grimo? She, oh, wherever her dad is. Okay. Because you remember she jumped out of her hole. He was about to start a fire, so I'm saying you're like pretty close but okay. far away. Maybe about like okay, so she is going to cast Moonbeam. Moonbeam? Yeah, because that one does a lot of damage. Oh. He's still like kind of freaking out in the corner, oh, but he stops like... screaming. Okay, so she That's casts okay. Moonbeam. <laughs> she casts. <laughs> it looks like it's like you know those close up bugs. It looks like um, what's his name? Uh, um, a louse, uh-huh. but like with human eye. 2d10 radiant damage. Okay, okay roll your roll. So that's. She needs to roll an attack roll. Oh. Um. So it doesn't roll it 13, uh, 15. Does that beat or meet? It meets. It meets. Okay. Wait a second. Let me see. What happens if it meets? Just takes half damage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes half damage. So. So 18. Takes okay. That's so half for 18 is like two. Nine. <laughs> so it takes nine damage? Yeah, nine damage. Okay. <laughs> you add one more. It is now, oh god, it is now Crush's turn. He runs up and he pulls a weapon that neither of you guys seen before out <laughs> of a holster. And he like points it at it and it's like pew pew pew. And it, Gun. Yeah. <laughs> run. Oh, I don't have the roll for this. He hits it automatically, and the creature is like, oh, oh. This is going back, stumbling with the uh, moonbeam following it, because I assume moonbeam. Yeah, moonbeam follows the creature. Okay. So now. And it takes um stuff on its turn. Wow! Everybody got stuff that's making it take stuff on its turn. Uh huh. <laughs> And then if it dies, the moonbeam stays so I can move it on another creature. 
Okay, and now it's Drudella's father's turn. Drudella's father is just stands there. He doesn't have any fighting stuff. Now it's Drudella's turn. <laughs> He's a druid. He doesn't have any spells. Yeah, he doesn't have any fighting spells. <laughs> Rip at Drew, that was dead. Yeah. Well, I guess it. I guess did they? He's get, like the healing one. Uh, yeah. So, Druidella and her twin brother are just the belligerent for no reason. Was yeah. yeah, the ones that actually go around fighting stuff. They're just like, why? <laughs> Is Grima's turn now? Yeah, it's Druids are peaceful people. So Grima, he's like shivering in his in his sleeping bag, but then like the tail coat of his um of his rope kind of mm-hmm. like smacks him on the side and then like repeatedly so he finally gets up and he's like quivering but he's all like don't touch my friends nasty bug <laughs> he yells and then like he sticks his hand out uh-huh. and then so he ends up casting hex hex so hex. uh he curses a creature within sight and range mm-hmm. um creature teleports does moonbeam still follow it I have to go set check. Okay. No, I think if it teleports, the moon you won't follow it, and then I have to move it back onto it. Okay. It doesn't say make an attack roll. It just says <laughs> place a cre- curse on the creature that you see with That's basically, range. that's like bestow curse. All they have to do is like make a constitution. It doesn't say whether or not they make a saving throw. So I guess okay. it's just one of those spells that don't make sense, just, and they just... Just hex it. Yeah, just Okay, hex it. so he, he places uh, a hex on it, mm-hmm. and he decides to curse it on... Dexterity. Dexterity? Yeah. So what happens with his dexterity? So he has disadvantage on anything related to dexterity, and he takes a 1d6 damage on each turn. Okay. Oh my god. Then know we're recording. (laughs) Uh, So the first one is five. Five points damage. Okay. So now it's its turn again and it teleports and is directly in front of Druidella again. (laughs) (laughs) And Druidella has to make a wisdom saving throw. She's not, wait, she is good at that, actually. She's not good at intelligence, but she's good at wisdom. Which is surprising. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so I got a, a 28. A 28? Okay, that exceeds the DC, so you're not frightened at this creature, and it's kind of like snarling at you. And she's just staring at it, like. And it's going to hit almost- you again. Have 10 hit points. <laughs> okay, got a 17. 20? 20. Yeah, so that hits you? Yeah, okay. of course. <laughs> um, so it hits you, and you take 7 points damage. She has 3 hit points left. <laughs> She turns invisible. She turns invisible. Okay, it is her turn. <laughs> and oh wait, no, she turns invisible. Then that she can't cast any spells. Okay, so she just stays visible. She fly. She and she casts entangle on it. Entangle. Mm. Okay. I have to detect. And it's like just sitting in front of Druidella's face and snarling. Get all the fucking and it's looking at Druidella's <laughs> um, father now. Why okay. she just move moonbeam? 
She is. Okay. Is that a bonus action? Let me see. I I don't think Moonbeam requires concentration. Okay. She casts Entangle. It's not going to work. So she just moves it, Moonbeam back onto him, and then she rolls additional. That is a... What is this? A 10? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And nineteen points damage. Nineteen. Mhm. Okay. As it was, as the creature was screaming about getting all the fey and getting them all, as he was just about to lunge for Junella's father, Junella goes like, thinks about saying, "Should I cast another spell? Or should I like turn invisible?" And then she finally decides to move, move the active moonbeam on the creature, and it just like. <laughs> Inside and disintegrates. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think I fight monsters? Julia's father was like, oh. <sighs> he was like out of breath and he was sweating the whole time. He was actually petrified. <laughs> he was very scared. How come she didn't use her wand? <laughs> she could have used her wand. She the was like, wonders. Her father is like. I didn't know these were around these parts. I'd never seen them in these parts of the world. You know what that was? Uh, yeah. What is it? That is a... A mean lock. <laughs> a mean lock? A mean lock. Uh, They're disformed fae whose sole purpose is to make others scared. I was very scared. That's rude. Yeah. Oh. So Grimus sits back down in his sleeping bag and tries to like sort everything out. He's like, why would somebody just randomly up and attack someone who's trying to get a nice good night's sleep? Because that's what monsters do. We didn't even set up our fire. That's what monsters do. But also, Jurella, did you see? I learned something new. Yeah. So did I. Crush puts his... Crush, what is that, by the way? (laughs) Oh, it's a gun. Where did you get it? What does it shoot out? Bullets or like lasers? It shoots out a magic missile. So she picks it up (laughs) and she squints at it. He has it in his hand. She flies over and she squints at it. If Mm -hmm. I jump in here, would I get hurt? It would just shoot me out. If you jump into a strange device, will you get hurt? (laughs) Maybe, but like if you can shoot out pixies without them getting hurt. Junella, I don't think that's a wise idea. If anything, you should try it anytime soon. Where did you get this from? Because I've never seen it before. Oh, you know, I had it on, on my person. This whole time? Yeah, y'all don't ask me about the stuff I it's that. Isn't that metal, though? Yeah, it's metal. Didn't we go through, like, metal detectors? I have lots of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you have anything else you're hiding, Crush? It depends. Any more oh, cool like weapons? Uh, yeah. Like what? Well, I have another gun. <laughs> Wait. And another one. I have three. Why do you have three guns? <laughs> How do you fit those on your person? In holsters. Okay. Do you have like a dagger you hide in your boot? Yeah. And I have knives in my shoe. And the heels on my shoe are detachable and I store things in them. Okay. <laughs> I also have pockets 
and several other containers and compartments that I will not tell you about. Okay. So are you guys going to set camp here or go somewhere else? I feel set like camp we should here. go somewhere else. I'm lazy. She goes back to her room. just got attacked by a giant bug whose sole purpose is to seek out the fate and destroy them. What if there's more? I'm almost dead. I have, like... <laughs> die. <laughs> she says she's sitting on the floor bleeding out. Well, let's be sure we can. We'll be fine. Um, fa- her father cast heal wounds on her. Okay. So she, she's, she's just sitting back to normal. <laughs> she was just sitting on the floor and die. <laughs> so, Grima, he like puts his gnome hat back on. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I think we should go somewhere else. Yeah. So you find a new location. It's like pretty similar, pretty good. Only the the um, forest floor is kind of a little bit damp mm-hmm. because it's closer to a river. Mm-hmm. And you take watches. Mm-hmm. The night passes uneventfully. Okay. What was all that? You have to roll to see if something's gonna happen. Yeah, but you roll it several times. Yeah, for each watch. Yeah. Oh. So. Yeah, Grima wakes up. He had fitful sleep because he kept on dreaming about giant bugs. Like, <laughs> oh no! Don't oh, touch! Me. Don't touch me! <laughs> so he wakes up in a cold sight. Heads and takes his watch and then heads it off to crush. Okay. And the watch is passed uneventfully, and in the morning you see your father meditating. Oh yeah, we're supposed to do that. <laughs> I don't think Pixie's half meditating. He's just meditating because he was very disturbed that there was a Mulock in this part of the forest. She knows. She just, do they not generally show up in this part? No, this part rarely has strange creatures like this. It's normally just like the normal kinds. That's deeply concerning. And from what I've heard from my other druid friends, Strange creatures have been popping up in the forest more recently. They're usually in the deepest parts, but not so out in the open. Oh. That's oh. very deep. So, is somebody opening like a portal to like monster land? <laughs> like it, are they that's lurking the, in people's closets? I think they're just getting bolder for whatever reason and coming out in public. Why? I don't know. He whispers to he whispers to Drew Ellen and Crush. Of course it does. And why? I don't know. Or even the monster just got tired of being in the basement. And not coming <laughs> okay. Well, the only thing we can do for now, I guess, is to continue on our way to the Druid Conference. And maybe Druid Ella or Mr. Druid Ella's dad, mm-hmm. you can break up the topic of this monster bug and maybe you can find a conclusion. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. So as you're walking, you um, notice if you've been paying attention mm-hmm. that you're actually going up hill mm-hmm. and you're gradually going into the mountain. And then of course, as mm-hmm. you get higher, it becomes more rocky. Mm-hmm. There's like less plant life mm-hmm. and it's getting colder. Okay. And then, but there's a strange thing as mm-hmm. you're... Um, Walking almost there to the Druid con- uh, Conference, you have like maybe a week left to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like thinking of the strange event of last night. Mm-hmm. And Druid you suddenly feel normal. 
normal. Like, you feel refreshed because you were still kind of, like, wild away from being in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, being in the forest did help um, rejuvenate your druid powers and helping you feel fresh. But you feel completely clean. Like, everything is washed away. Huh. Like, no city residue lingering on your druid powers or anything. She just sits and down. Grima feels very connected to someplace and if you follow this connection mm-hmm. you will start going in a slightly different path but it won't take you too off the path that you're going to the druid conference okay so he just follows his path okay so if you go in the direction you're like weaving in the mountains mm-hmm. and like going up and you start seeing more plant life mm-hmm. and more like butterflies and it's very strange because mm-hmm. these are the rocky mountains and flowers mm-hmm. and stuff don't actually grow on here a lot mm-hmm. And it's starting to feel warmer. Mm-hmm. She'll just follow Grima there. I guess everybody's following Grima. <laughs> and you come to a place, and you go inside of a cave, and uh-huh. instead of being dark, it's oddly light, and there's like a a spring and a waterfall, and water's pouring out of the walls, and like there's grass on the ground, Ooh. and birds chirping, and it's very bright for inside of the cave. Is this the Druid Conference? No. no, it's not the Druid Conference. The Druid Conference is actually in a cave, but I was told it was a dark cave. So make sure I bought light. Says <laughs> and he's like, okay, so he continues He continues on because he thinks that maybe if he follows this series, they'll be able to get to the other ones. Okay. He just assumes that following the the, um, nice feeling would lead him to the Druid conference because a Druid said she felt refreshed and so everybody else is walking in this direction so that he doesn't know they're following him. <laughs> so he just keeps <laughs> on going. Okay. I was just like, oh. <laughs> this was so weird. Mm, it's so like tasty. And then you see something that looks like this. I saw that in the when I was looking at stuff. I forget any of what the description said. I just okay. remember that it was rare. What is That's it doing? It's just sitting by the... um. It's like a mermaid. Not a mermaid, not a mermaid. A unicorn. No. It doesn't have... It's a horse. Where <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> from? It's a celestial waffle. Good. Hey! Okay. He <laughs> <laughs> just called. Hey! <laughs> Okay, so you see it, and it's, like, by the, um, pool of bright, clear blue water. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting there. And then it sees Grima, and it's like, hello. Hello! It's nice to see another of us around these parts. The world is getting stranger and stranger every day. He, like, makes a confused face, and his eyes go real skinny. <laughs> So know about that one part of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we were walking, and I thought this was the Druid Conference, and everybody was, you know, following me, so I thought we were all going in the same direction, but I guess they were just following. So, I came here. I wonder why I got led here, though. Did you call me? No, but my presence calls all. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe this is the feeling that you were feeling, Druidella. Sure. <laughs> so he walks closer. Okay. It's like that little dragon horse thing. 
sitting there is very big mm-hmm. like, to you. Like huge? Yeah, it's a huge celestial. Okay. She squints at it. Now I'm just even tinier. <laughs> We're all tiny. So what do you... Compared to large objects. <laughs> I like how he thinks that this is Sage Lewis. It's just like the fortune cookie scene from The Last Dragon. <laughs> We're all small compared to large objects. <laughs> Grima goes up close and he's like, So what are you doing here in this cave? And this is where I live. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, um, pardon me for intruding onto your abode. No, no, you're all welcome. Oh, well, that's pleasant. I just woke up from a nap. Oh, we were just attacked by a creature. A creature, you say? Yeah, yes. it was one of those, like, Mikalabs. Mikalabs! You know, this part of the correct term, a Mikalabs. Yeah. Mikalabs! I've been seeing stranger things happen in these woods. Have you? Yes. That's unfortunate. I've been it told is. that that doesn't happen often. It does not. Have you any idea why it suddenly started picking up now? It starts to get up and walk around a little bit, and it's like, I have my ideas, but they're only theories. And it turns down to drink some wine. <laughs> I'm a theorist. <laughs> She says, look at this poster, and she pulls out, like, a thing out of her bag, and it's, like, one of those bullshit posters, and has all the red wires connected to something. It's like, oh, very nice collage. With <laughs> the red circles. I like to build things, it says. Oh, me too. You know, it's really weird. We actually found a chest not too long ago. It seemed really old. It had all sorts of, like, trinkets in it. And it just reminded me that there are lots of other people in this world who like to build things. What type of things do you like making? Me? Yes. Flowers. <laughs> it's a flowers bloom. <laughs> That's like Druidella's brother. Kind of. Except you're not making a fight. With <laughs> a confusion. Do not purposely antagonize my plants for them to fight. Oh. So purposefully, so do we like sometimes accidentally fight? No. Okay. Everyone is peaceful here. That's a nice life. I like peaceful. And she like, um, looking at everyone in the room and she looks at Crush for a second. And keeps staring at Crush. And then continues talking. Do you have any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you staring at a friend there? Oh, I am simply helping him out. Okay. Sometimes people are cursed and they need help lifting it. Crush, are you cursed? Not that I'm aware of, but my head does feel funny. Oh my god, he's doing that thing again. (laughs) (laughs) So, Grima, he like. Shows him, shows the creature some of the things because he's excited to find somebody else who likes making things. Mm-hmm. So he like shows the creature some of the things that he made, including like he he's like back. turns around. <laughs> <laughs> he, t- he turns around and he shows his robe, and his robe just kind of like greets it by like moving around. I guess he sounds like, he sounds like this is something that I made a long time ago, but for some strange reason recently has gotten a life of his own. We became friends, but you know. 
yesterday actually it was very strange i had this sudden sensation like my some of my body was inside of it and now i can have the sensation is that the robe is for me has that ever happened to you it's never happened to me but it seems like you have a touch of an arcane tinkerer what People is that imbue magic in oh. their work seems like you have a passion for clothes yes i do clothes and accessories like this and then he whips out some like the like the holographic cloth that he made with like the magic and he says i met quite a few other crafters none as you say arcane tinkerers but that elf yeah well i guess that could be considered arcane tinker so i've met like one other arcane tinkerer but most of the people that I met that craft things don't really sew clothes. They sew like trinkets and such. So he shows him some of the other stuff like that he sketched from like people building stuff and then he flips it through and one of the pictures is a picture of the um, music box. That's a nice music box. Oh yes, would you like to see the real thing? Yes, he, um, the creature has like a all-knowing look in its eye. <laughs> So he breaks it out, and then he's like, look, this is what it is, and then he like turns it, and it starts playing music. And, it's, and she's like, ah, the angels are always wonderful crafters. I'm sorry, what? I said, the angels are always wonderful crafters. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, do you- Servants of the gods, the angels. Yes, I know of those fabled creatures. They're real. Am I real? Are you celestial? I am, yes. That's rather interesting. I've never met a celestial before. Is this? Really? Yes, I haven't. She says, hey, and celestial. Does she know celestial? Yeah. Oh. Hello, yes. Pixie. Hi! Grievous, for some reason, understands the language. He can't speak it, but he can understand what they're saying. You have a good head on your shoulders. Make sure you keep it that way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then he says, he says, so you're telling me that this box is of celestial origin? Yeah. So how chanced I upon it? I would have this ever since I was a baby. Well, an angel must have gifted it to you, or somebody must have found it and gifted it to you. Maybe my mom was an adventurer. This is so Maybe. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> she just blinks at him like, okay. So the he says, can you tell me anything else about this box? That is all. Oh. Music special. box. Pick a number to enjoy the valley. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts it back and he's all like, well, thank you for your help. It was thanks to you that I've uncovered just a little bit more about my history. I'm searching for my parents, you see. I was adopted, and upon the encouragement of my mother, I'm trying to find out who my parents were. So now I know that my mom is probably an adventurer, and she's traveled all over the world and met lots of people. And she probably has lots of interesting items, and left this to me for some sort of key. Maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> do you have a name? I do have a name. Do you mind me asking what it is? No. My name is... Delica. 
Telecom. <laughs> okay. I am a Keevan. A Keevan? Or a Keevan. A Keevan. Yeah. K I space or dash R I N. And Delica is D E L O A C A. Delica. 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 What is a Keevan exactly? It's a celestial. Just a celestial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's lawful good. Mm-hmm. And it's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be good luck if you meet one. Which is good. It's very is. powerful. I think that's very lucky. Is there any way I can meet you again? We'll meet sometime in the future. This is so exciting. I have a new friend. Yes. I hear you're on a journey. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've encountered some people. He looks at Kush. Like, can he say something? Okay, I'll just not. It's like, sure. Go We're ahead. on Silver Journey, says Kush. And, um, um, Delica looks at him and says, You know the one I speak of. The journey to the Tadachi brothers, I hear they're called. Yeah. Causing such mischief. Yes, apparently. They caused you such mischief. And Delica looks at Crash. <laughs> Do you guys know each other? No, we never met. Oh, you seem like good friends. Always. I am nice to everyone unless they give me a reason not to be nice. Like if somebody when I'm they stole like one of your hosts out of them. Yes. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> their mouths are head. And I understand the way like I would too. So Grima turns back to the creature and then he says Yes, we if indeed have run into these three people titled the Dudanchi Brothers. They've been terrorizing local forests, displacing creatures and beings alike, and, you know, generally demolishing the area for land development, and they seem unwilling to compromise. And also, we've uncovered that they might be dealing in some rather nefarious... Yeah, we think they're dealing with a back. Ah, Avec, I haven't heard that name in years. It seems like he's up to his mischievous games as well. Hmm. You know him. I know of him. And I know people who personally know him. I am quite young. Despite what you may think. I know. <laughs> and it, um, Delicus says, basically tells you... Some things you may know about Avec, like mm-hmm. he's the god of chaos mm-hmm. and he's like all evil. Mm-hmm. And he likes to play schemes with mortals and he's mm-hmm. been banished to the realms of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he's recent, well, this is what she's heard, like this is a mm-hmm. god gossip that she's <laughs> heard, that he recently killed the um, goddess of the underworld and is now ruling the underworld. Now causing mischiefs with mortals again. Oh, so that's why the uh, monsters are popping up. No. <laughs> okay. Three shut down. 
it would be something different if you like found like a bunch of hellhounds and like oh. creatures you normally associate like a bunch of demons just like popping up in the middle of the woods that would be because of him because maybe he's kicking them out or forcing them to go up but the other creatures is a much obvious and easier explanation that you may come to on your own probably not <laughs> it's really easy no I think someone even said it do you have any more questions for Delica? not at the moment okay Green feels like he probably should ask something um, but he doesn't know what it is hey yes. I have a question okay so you know how Crush has issues and mm-hmm. like sometimes he thinks like his head is full of pain and then he like goes spaced out and mm-hmm. it seems like there's something wrong with his memory because he can't remember stuff yeah there's a, some, did somebody brainwash him well the curse that afflicted him i've removed and that's why his head is feeling funny now oh okay thanks Jordella, you're really into other people's business too <laughs> and crush will tell you all you need to know or most of it okay he's ready okay and crush is just like <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I can't see the future, but if I did, I guess I would know the answer. So he says, "Thank you, kind madam, for all that you've done for us." <laughs> she answered some food, those berries. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just like it's like really tiny. <laughs> it's like it's like this tiny, but then she hands it to it, and it's just like. And you put it on the ground, and like some little chipmunks and stuff come and eat it. <laughs> and then she's like, "I'll give you a gift Ooh. to aid you in your journey." I like presents. And each of you gets a package. Tasty. Like a small package. It's in some iridescent paper. Uh huh. Open it when you reach the conference. Okay. Wait patiently, she says, looking darkly at the She's wet in the Boxing fist on one of those screens, so springs will come up and punch you in the face if you open it up. Or everything is inside of it will disappear and you cannot get it. What happens if you try to open it early? She tells you that. She doesn't open it. And Joanna wants to know what's inside, which means she got to wait. So Grima thinks her purposely, and then so. She, he uh since he knows that she knew the traveler, he leaves her some of the cloth that he found. He leaves her in the bundle of the silk to remind her of her friend because he doesn't want her to be sad. Okay. So then he leaves. Lily. And she says, see you later. Okay, and let's say the night passes. Well, you can stay there over at night if you wanted to. Okay, sure. well, then they can do that. So you sleep in like some pillows and mm-hmm. stuff like magically form and you sleep up there and you wake up and you eat berries or whatever and mm-hmm. you say see you later and that's when you probably give her the bundle of soap mm-hmm. and you leave and let's say the next, the whole rest of the week passes uneventfully and you then- do meet like occasionally some things mm-hmm. in the um, in the background mm-hmm. you almost feel like you might have ran into like another creature oh, but no. you escaped it because you guys ran away and then you arrive at the druid conference it's inside of a cave it's mm-hmm. a dark cave and druidella's father goes like let there be like <laughs> and then 
um, his staff glows, but it's like a, kind of a tiny light. It's <laughs> bright, and, uh-huh. but it's only a small uh-huh. circle because, you know, he's a small pixie. But uh-huh. it's bright enough for you guys to see. Mm-hmm. And you go into the cave, and you know, it's a regular cave. Mm-hmm. Nasty things crawling on the wall, like millipedes. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> are there any ones that are small enough to eat? Um, no. Okay. Because they're kind of like adult millipedes. Ew. So they're those giant ancient ones. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's a nice earthy smell. Nothing in there is like hostile towards mm-hmm. you. There's bats on the ceiling that see the lights and they kind of like... Yeah. And they fly away. And mm-hmm. finally, you come to a circle where there's a bunch of druids. Big and small. Hey. Human and non-human. Hey. Plant and animal. Hey. <laughs> In the circle, and there's like a space reserved for um, Drilla and your father. Uh, she's you looking can... for um, the tree. Ones. You see some of the tree people, but the actual tree person is not physically there. She's just... in the tree. Yeah, she says, hey. And they, they wave at her. They're still waiting for other people to get mm-hmm. there. Crush and Grima can like take a seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grima will just be on the ground, like, behind you, because he doesn't want to intrude. Okay, so you're sitting there, some other people come in, finally, there's, like, a bug guy, there's, like, some Grima keeps on looking at him. There's some people who look like they're made out of mushrooms, there's some people that are are in a floating bubble of water, Mm -hmm. because they can't get out of the water, or they won't breathe, there's some normal humans, there's some, um, other... Like, there's some gnomes and mm-hmm. halflings and dwarves and all these other people in here just, you know, like, chilling out. And then the person, there's, like, a um, an image. Like, they have a mirror mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and inside there's an image of the tree man. Mm-hmm. The man who's inside the tree. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let the conference begin. And they all go, start going, like, <laughs> and that goes on for, like, an hour. <laughs> Judella has never been to one of these conferences, so is she gonna do it? Yeah, sure. Okay, she does that, and they do that for an hour nonstop. They don't even stop to take a breath. And then they <laughs> stop. They're like, "Welcome, Druid brothers and sisters. Thank you for gathering. You know we have pressing matters on hand. We need to protect the nature because the nature provides for us, and it's the reason we are here today." And everybody just like nods and nods. And people are like. Give me an example of um, something we need to talk about. And the water person was like, I wanted to talk to you about When I was swimming in my place, I noticed that a lot of my fish were dying. And I think it's because my river is being polluted by the raptors. Oh no. And people like nod and nod. I've been having a similar problem, says the mushroom person. <laughs> I live near this fine druid, he points, he gestures to the um, river person. Mm-hmm. And the factory has been um, poisoning the water, which goes to the plants, and my plants are dying, and the animals are getting sick. Oh no, people nod, nod and shoot on the stats, says, on my way here, I met a meanlock, and you know how they're not normally in this part of the woods. And I find that quite strange. I wonder why they're coming over here when they're usually on the eastern side. She says, it's raises her hand, and she's just like, another important problem is how 
that in order to build new places, they keep on ripping up uh, all the trees and stuff. Yes, yeah, just displacing just animals. And somebody says, um, "It's a uh, no." He slams his hand on the ground. So why are we all dancing around the problem? We already know what it is. It's those people building those daggone factories and tearing down our trees. We don't even have the meat to discuss this. We just have to take them out. So I say we killed them all. You <laughs> <laughs> look so scared. I've been to. I was just like, I've been to the city. The um. We call it Golden Butterfly. They try to incorporate um, the nature and stuff with the technology. So I think if we could make a compromise with the people building to make sure that all of the stuff is incorporated so we can have a place so yeah, they can have a metropolitan city, but they're not hurting the land. And we can uh, solve yeah, the trees. Do these stuff. people? Do they feel like they're going to listen? No, they're all about money, 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 money. <laughs> I think we should kill them. Like, crosses his eyes and nods his head. And other people don't are look like, at me, Jordala. I don't know this man. Maybe we should kill the people building the factories. No, Maybe we not... should do what that small pixie that I've never seen before said and work in harmony. And people are like murmuring around themselves. And that goes on for a while. And the um, tree person says, Wow, John does have some points. He just is so certain. I think Drew has good points too. It's not always about violence. So we should propose working together in harmony. And those who refuse will face nature's wrath. Because it's better to act sooner than when it's too late and all our fish are dead. And all our plants are dead, and all the animals are dead, and no one has anything to eat. Because it's not just about the Druids, it's about everyone else who lives in this world. Grima leans forward and, listen, and whispers to Druidella, Druidella, mm. mm-hmm. tell them that we already tried to meet with the Didachi brothers. No one needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves for crush, he says, Don't you think that that would be helpful? Oh. Do they even know about the Tadashi Brothers? They probably should know about the Tadashi Brothers. Jesus, do you know about the person who's behind it all? It's those daggone Tadashi Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we met with them, actually. They came to my land and tried to offer me money. Money for my land, says that gnome. And I told them, get off, or there will be barbecue. (laughs) We think that they are dealing with the vet. Avec, who's that? The god of chaos. Mm, gods. We think that they're trying to just make sure it drives everybody into like internal conflict and stuff or something like that. So you blame the gods for those people's problems? No. They act on their own. I'm not blaming the gods. I'm saying that we think that the Dadashi brothers have a higher power backing them up. Hmm. And everybody's silent and whispering. And then this old, shriveled, tree-looking thing in the corner says, I've heard of Avec. It's been a long time since I heard of that name and thought he would come back. Here's the tree. Do you know anything about that man? That god? As you said, he is the god of chaos. And occasionally, before he was punished, 
he came and he used to torment everyone. And he caused such chaos that half the world was burnt down. Such chaos that the ancient city of the dragonborns melt. And now you never see dragonborns around anymore. You might see one or two, but it's hard to come by. Oh. Dealing with a vacuum is a very dangerous thing. He should not be taking lightly. And people are like nodding and saying, Yeah, that man's really old. He knows what he's talking about. Ask him what we should do. What should we do if they have a higher influence? Well, says the tree man, not to confuse with the man tree. <laughs> it's like, um. <laughs> Opposites. <laughs> a tree slowly turning into a man and a man slowly turning into a tree. <laughs> the first thing we should do is make sure we're united and we can fight off this chaos. And we have each other's back because the last thing we need to do is us Druids turning on each other. Yes, we should not always be pacifists, but we need. To protect our land, and I don't think killing the Yudanji brother would be the first step. I think we need to understand them. I will send some of my people into the city, see if they can get closer to the Yudanji brothers. Maybe they have something they want, a common goal. Maybe money is not all they want. Maybe they're searching for someone, something. You know, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that. So that's basically how the um, the meeting goes. People tell um, talk about what they've been dealing with and some mm-hmm. of the solutions they found. Somebody had a really bad um, invasive species problem. Mm-hmm. They talk about how they got it off of the land. Mm-hmm. And then um, talking about someone actually did have a problem with pollution in mm-hmm. a nearby factory, but they said that the Druids who lived in that land and the people who own that factory ended up coming to up to a compromise mm-hmm. and now their pollution is slowly going down mm-hmm. so much that it's almost non-existent mm-hmm. and so that's basically the druid meeting is actually going to go on for like a few more days mm-hmm. because they meet every day and then they talk all day and they go to sleep and eat if you need to eat and then mm-hmm. they wake up and do it again okay so like while they're like eating mm-hmm. uh, do you want to open the package since they're at the room you must peacefully eating his food, staying far away from the bug man. <laughs> Inside, you have a pair of dimensional shackles. What is that? It's a wondrous item, rare. You can use the action on your turn to place these shackles on an incapacitated creature. The shackles adjust to fit the creature of small or large size. In addition to serving a mundane manacle, as a mundane manacle, the shackles prevent the creature bound by them from using any method of extra-dimensional movement, including teleportation or travel to a different plane of existence. They don't prevent the creature from passing through an interdimensional portal. You may, um, you and any creature you designate when you use the shackles can use the action to remove them. Once every 30 days, the bounds, the creature can make a DC 30 strength athletics check. On success, the creature breaks free and destroys the shackles. Okay. Interesting. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That might come in handy. She's just like, ooh, shackles. Chains. Do they have keys? Huh? Do they have keys? No, it's just like 
some stuff was he was flopping away and it locks automatically. Oh, okay. And every 30 days, they can... So, if I just hit it myself to take these off, and then I put it on myself. Mm-hmm. Juno. <laughs> That's, and you also have one more item in there. What is it? You have a decanter of endless water. Guess you say. I know what that it's is. It's basically um, a water pouch that already has water in it. Yeah. Okay, inside you have the amulet of health. Of what? Amulet of health. All these items require attunement, by the way. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she's just trying to attune to the both um to the shackles. What does the amulet of health do? Like it inspects it. Your constant, um, your constitution score is nineteen while you wear this amulet. It no longer, it has no effect on your constitution. Is already nineteen or higher. Well, his constitution is 16, so... <laughs> yeah, so now your constitution goes up to 19. Mm-hmm. And you get extra health. So yeah. he puts that on. What color is it? Red. It is gold. Ooh. So then he puts it on. It matches with his gold robes. <laughs> and, like, Hugh he has another item in it. He has a drift globe. A drift globe. What do you have in your thingy? She says to Crushes. So he held, holds up the globe. He's like, ooh, I do what this does. And then, so he's going to try to figure it out later. Okay. Crush opens his box. Mm-hmm. And he has the um, dust uh, sneezing and choking. Oh, <laughs> that's very interesting. I like that one. Crush, why do you have dust in you? It's a magical item. It's, I don't know, I'll figure it out. Don't use that on me. Why not? What if I die? Well, <laughs> she squints. It like, depends on what it is. Juno, do you know what this is? No, but I know it's magical. Alright, Juno. I can look it up. She says that she takes out her phone. Uh, there's no connection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's in the middle of the woods. There's no in the middle of a mountain, too. Yeah. <laughs> she says. <laughs> this whole time, Drew and Ella wanted a bag of holding. And Crush is just having a bag of holding. Flips hair. Like, what? He was probably laughing at her that whole time. She was like, I want a bag of holding. And he gets. Wind fan. While holding this fan, wind you can see can you can use an action to cast a gust of wind spell, save DC thirteen from it. Once you use the fan, it shouldn't be used again until the next dawn. Like those animals that pocket here for it to sing. He has to dance with it. Yeah, yes, <laughs> So he has wind fan. Ooh, you got a very stylish fan. Yeah, I'll see what it does in the morning. I think I'll take some time out to see what these things are later on. Yeah, what did you get? Um, he got some flower seeds. <laughs> she knew he wasn't going sense. on a journey. Yeah. He was going to go back home. <laughs> he just got some flower seeds. <laughs> but they might be special flower seeds. Jack and the Beanstalk. Got some magic beans. <laughs> so after you open your thing, 
And like when you open it, there's like some glitter and light that comes out. Mm-hmm. Nice really flower and smell. And then the druids all start to settle down and go to sleep or meditate. Mm-hmm. And then Grima goes ahead. He's goes over the Druidella. He says, Druidella, mm-hmm. where are the sleeping arrangements like? You just lay on the floor. Yeah, they just lay on the floor. Oh, down. so <laughs> they don't mat. They don't care where they do. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> oh, so then he goes. He, he, I was about to say exit out. <laughs> he goes away, and then he finds like a nice little corner against the wall, and then he like snuggles up in his sleeping bag, make sure it's away from the bug. Okay. Why are you so focused on that bug? He <laughs> <laughs> just got attacked by a sentient bug. <laughs> Be happy. He already does not like bugs. Yeah, but they're different. Even like, so. And he goes and snuggles up inside of his sleeping pack or whatever, and then goes to sleep. Okay. And I think that's what we're in this mm-hmm. episode. That's where we're in this episode of Land Sharks. What will happen next? What will they discuss next meeting? Will they stay for the next meeting? Um. They learned mm-hmm. some information. They've gained some things. They met a magic creature. Yeah. They a creature for the and first time. And we got some magic they items. They got in their first confrontation that involved fighting. Yeah. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Thank you for watching. Again, I am your DM and Crush Cream, the halfling rogue. I am Drew Elabua, the pixie druid. And I'm Grima. Just Grima, but now also an arcane tinkerer. Thank you guys, or everyone, for listening. Um, I am a new DM, so if you have anything that you like to tell me, like, you're doing this completely wrong, as long as you tell me nicely, you can find us at the um, our Tumblr, which is just officiallandsharks.tumblr.com. <laughs> please listen to our podcast, and please support us. We work really hard, and we love playing Dungeons & Dragons, so if you love listening to us play, please continue listening, and let us know how much you like us. By messaging us on Tumblr. Thank you for listening.